0: What did she say? Big sister said, how do you do it? From faith, life, money to love, we're gonna talk about it all with our big sister. Big sister. Big sister. Welcome to My Big Sister Said, a podcast. Your virtual big sister who gives you advice, walks you through it, and then says, hey girl, you okay after you do it. I'm your host, Ashley Hargrave, healthcare professional by day, creator by night, and sister 24-7. So sis, let's jump into this week's episode. On this week's episode, I'm flipping the script. As I celebrate my birthday week, the man, the myth, the legend, the one whose existence propelled me to being promoted to Big Sister is going to interview me. This should be interesting. Hold on tight.
1: Welcome to another episode of my Big Sister said, as you can tell, this is not Ashley. It's Andrew, the little brother. So we're going to see how this thing works. Hi, Ash.
0: Hi, Andrew. What's goody?
1: (laughs) <laughs> You're the big sister, but I inspired you to start a podcast. Let's talk about that first.
0: Let's talk about that. So, actually, I inspired you back in '95 when we were making Kiss One or Two mixtapes. After school, uh we would make. For all you youngins that don't remember, we would make tapes off the radio, and so we would make shoeboxes full of tapes. And so, because I was a big sister, Andrew's job was to start and stop when the song. Started.
1: radio. Whatever. I don't even remember you. I mean obviously somebody had to teach me how to do that, but I don't remember you doing this. So I'm just gonna deny it. That's my job. (laughs) Not give you credit. Anywho, so what did you when you wanted to start your podcast, what did you what was your vision for it?
0: Yeah, so um just being a big sister, of course, to you of, of course, as my brother, but also just a lot of women that I've met in my life and people that I've met in my life, just having that person who has your back, who has advice, who's walking with you and saying you can do it, who's winning you when you're up when you when you're down, and I just you know I'm grateful to be a big sister, I'm grateful that I have you as my brother, and I know that. As women, a lot of times we just need that solidarity and we need someone to say, I got you. I've been there. I've done that. If I haven't, I'll go through it with you. And so I really just wanted to help push that for other people.
1: Nah, that's dope. That's definitely dope. I think that's a big, um, I always tell people like, like oh, you have siblings. It's like, yeah, it's just me and my sister, but I love it. Like we are a tight group. Like it's just, it's just me and you against the world. We always said that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think, too, because, you know, we grew up in a Marine Corps family, Oura. you know, Oura. we didn't grow up with our cousins getting to always be around us. We didn't get to always go to our grandparents' house because we usually live four or five states away. So we really were, <laughs> we were it. And so I can remember um, our mom telling us, like, this is your best friend. <laughs> this is your no
1: best choice. friend. <laughs> right. And
0: so I always tell people, Um, my brother is my best friend,
1: (laughs) (laughs) my first best friend, you had no choice, take him with you and you'd be like, I don't want, he's a little kid. I'm like, no, I'm not. I remember my voice wasn't changing quick enough. So I was annoyed by that. Yes. Yes.
0: But I think that that makes a difference. You know, I see my, my friends that are parents now, and we talk about that, like, you know, of course you're going to have sibling rivalry. Of course. You know, I remember my worst spanking I ever got in my life was when i was probably about three or four and andrew had come home from the hospital and i locked him in a bedroom and i told my mom that oh. i locked him in the room to keep him safe and
1: i was lying, really locked Just him lying.
0: In there because i was like mom and dad our life was so good before this little baby oh and i remember that um for my whole life but you know we had sibling rivalry we we, we had our little fights We still argue with each other, but then we're like, hey, you want to go get something to eat? And I think that, you know, just raising your kids to be each other's friend and then also, yeah, of course, you're going to have conflict, but also recognizing that it's family over everything, you know, that really makes a difference.
1: Yeah, I think that that was a big thing that we always like, even as adults, like we go at it and then be like. All right, so what are we going to do now? Because cause I ain't leaving. You're going to be my sister, so we're not going to have this uh, 20 year beef. So now what? Now what? Right. Cuss, yell, be mad, throw something. <laughs> and you always say, I ain't scared of you. <laughs>
0: And if you like, don't know, my brother is 6'3", and I am
1: 5'4". You have to and... give you an extra eight. six. I'm 6'2".
0: Okay, two. I'm sorry, I gave you two thirty
1: five though. Solid. Ooh.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah. And so I always tell my brother that I'm not scared of him because I have to let him know that I'm still the big sister.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Always let me know. What you, th- what you? What do you have? One instance or one experience like as a me being my big sister that like stands out in your head though? When somebody asks you about like, oh, your little brother. Um, I had
0: a lot of experiences. Um, I think one was like growing up riding, we used to have an Astro van, the the blue van. Um, Mm -hmm. I think riding, I remember one time going to Virginia with my brother and, um, we were going, my dad was stationed in Virginia at the time. And we, my family, me, my mom and my brother were living in, um, North Carolina and we hadn't gotten orders to join my dad yet in Virginia. And I remember we were driving through like this country area and i was t- oh my god I remember I remember this these little name. houses were slave checks and that the slaves were going to come out and i would just make up these crazy stories and tell my brother these things
1: and i was so and gullible because was- i just like listen to you <laughs> say this ridiculous stuff
0: and he was so gullible and so i would just always make up these stories or like we would go to the store and when he was little i would say andrew let's pretend like we have our own language and i would make him like we were just talking this like fake language <laughs> at the grocery store and when people would come around i would say andrew let's do it and make them think that we spoke another language and so for me i think it was just like making up stuff um probably was the best <laughs> memories <laughs> that i have with my brother oh my
1: god I to that.
0: like just like road trips and you know family like those kind of things i think were my best memories with you
1: um but it's It's crazy. You know, you always say like, oh, I wish I had a big brother or sister, too. But did you ever have somebody that you looked up to in life like, oh, this is going to be my faux big brother or sister?
0: Yeah, I do. I think when I was probably like middle school, high school, I remember um, at the church that we went to, I would go up to the teenagers and be like, can you be my big sister? And some of them would be like, get out of my face. Oh, wow. But I remember we did have a babysitter when we were little Mindy. She was kind of like a big sister. And then I
1: do not remember that.
0: Yeah, Mindy. You don't remember Mindy? She had a brother named Raymond. Nah, bro. Okay. But anyways, so Mindy was like my big sister and then also uh my mom had a friend at the time who, um, she was a single woman now that I look back at it and she was in her forties probably at that time. And I thought she was so cool cause she lived in like an apartment and and she had her own little cute little Camry and she was kind of mm-hmm. like a big sister to me because you know, when you're in high school, you think you know everything. And I think at that time my mom was probably ready to like punch me in the face <laughs> or send me away. Right. And so she sent me to her house for a weekend and like, we got to stay up mm-hmm. and order food and do our nails. Um, And just be that voice of reason, you know, when you're not listening to your parents. And so I think younger years that way. And then now, you know, that I'm in my 30s, I definitely have a lot of women. Of course, my mom, I would say she's my mom, but my mom is my best friend. I feel like she's been a big sister to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say like, I have some, these that I call them that are, have been big sisters and some women, um, in their forties who have really just been there for me, just, you know, in my womanhood and my career and my spiritual life. So I, I do feel blessed that I've had different people throughout the years to really speak into my life.
1: Right. Do you think though, and this is a question I have for you that I was thinking about. Do you think that age really, uh, affects you when it comes to like picking somebody as a big brother or sister or it's more like experience
0: yeah it's funny because um andrew knows that i always me and my brother are four years apart and i always make it seem like it's such a huge thing but in reality i've really over the past couple years been realizing that sometimes it really is just life experience um because i have met people who are younger than me that have been through a lot of things not just bad but good things too that have experienced things and who can speak to a, a specific situation. So I don't necessarily think it always has to be age. I think it just has to be, you know, whatever that, that time frame is or whatever mm. you're talking about.
1: Yeah, I think I definitely agree with that. and That's why I was asking you because, you know, I always mess with you about how you were born old, but, yeah. um, <laughs> I think that you, even in your twenties could probably have spoken to somebody that probably was in their thirties or me being now 31, um, like, I date women obviously that are around the same age as you, but like, I, I compare, them. stop it. I compare, them. I don't date them, but I'm saying I've, I've talked or experienced, like, you know, yeah. had experiences with them. And I'm like, how are you this silly? And my sister and y'all are, like graduated at the same time. I'm like, come on. You know what I'm saying? So it's always something that I, I reference. Sure? That. And I think, you I think it's your
0: exposure to life, you know, life, right. life exposure. And that's one thing I think growing up me and my brother, our parents were real big on exposure. Like, um, yeah, we lived in a very small, like I said, Eastern North Carolina, but our parents wouldn't think anything like we're going to drive you to this museum, we're going to go to this play, we're going to go here, you're going to learn, you're going to be exposed to things. And I think that that also makes a difference when you're trying to like, just be a friend in somebody's life. Like, what have you been exposed to? You know, one of the things that I really look up to my brother about is like, He has a core group of friends um, from the time they were in kindergarten and they're all together. And I think when I think about it, I think the reason you all are able to still be together, you know, eight, nine strong, depending on the week, is because of your experiences and what you guys have shared together.
1: I I definitely agree with that. And we all have that same feeling of like kind of what you uh, hinted to when we were younger. Like just because somebody has this doesn't mean like they're better than you or anything. It's just like, oh, that's cool um you know and you just move and you kind of like oh i wouldn't like to learn about that or how did you do that like i could tell uh dale delian about something that was happening in you know east hong kong and he'd be like oh that's cool i mean i heard about this in uh taiwan they're doing this and we all kind of like that even in our differences we all we all are aware of the world around us even if we haven't been there or haven't experienced it so i think that helps you know do you uh with the podcast, and also knows you have to draw from other things. Are you reading or uh, watching, listening to pod, other pods right now that are affecting you? Yeah,
0: so I'm really, I'm reading a lot of different things right now. I've really, uh, back in February, I had a chance to go to Alabama um, and I had an experience at the Legacy Museum, um, which is Brian Stevenson. For those of you that remember the movie Just Mercy that came out this year, he has a whole museum about from slavery to mass incarceration. and you know, I've, been through, I've been to a lot of things, but that really um, affected me in my core, um, just from my own personal, my family, what I've seen in mass incarceration in my family, um, as well as my just legacy of my, my grandparents and my parents. But I'm re- reading right now, I'm reading Just Mercy. I'm also reading a book right now um, about the fallacy of the upper class and the fallacy of self-help. Um, and that book is really interesting just talking about how people, when we really talk about helping people, what does that really mean? And what does that really do? Um, and so in terms of podcasts, I love listening to something actually my brother put me on to Serial, the Serial podcast. I love Serial podcast because I just love conspiracy theories and government and just that. I'm also listening. I love Sarah J. podcast. Um, I feel like she's my, my friend in my head. Um, and so right now I'm really focused on really making sustainable change. And so what does that really mean from a very sincere I'm say, What does that mean? Sustainable,
1: sustainable change, like in your community? Yes.
0: So for me, it means sustainable change in my community. And so for me, I am a person, if I do something, I want to do it 100%, but really, really taking time to say, what is, what is my 10% going to do to really make a change? So by me volunteering at the school that I go to, and I read to this child every week, is that change? Yes, I'm not affecting a whole classroom, but am I affecting that one child to help them get up to speed in their reading? So then that is going to take them somewhere. You know, next year they get to go to fourth grade. You know, what are those kind of changes? And so it's not always just giving, you know, yeah, we should give our dollars. We should give our we should give of our time and our, our influence. But to really create sustainable change, sometimes it's just the small, sincere and I use the word sincere things. It's not the things that you take a, take a picture for the gram, but it's really those sincere things that are going to cause the change.
1: I think that's big. I think for me, and I don't know if you agree with this, but something I, I've always, not always recently I would say, have have thought and I feel is that time is the most precious thing that we have. So if I give you my time, if I sacrifice a weekend, if I sacrifice a, an hour, I think that, that should be not celebrated, but that should be seen as like, oh, he, the person really cares. Because I think you can always shoot out a tweet you can always say something and move on but when you give somebody your time that's the one thing you can't give back you know like money is cool and I think we all want it but I don't think it's as important as time because somebody somebody right now could send me $5,000 and it means nothing to them but if they give me five hours of their time that's like wow you know, right
0: and then also sometimes time can help you get that money because spending time with a mentor that can help propel you who's made Mm -hmm. that that right there um, that's big you know that that is huge
1: Right. And um, it's you said that because I was talking to people about uh, my, the business I have, uh, Think Deep Apparel.
0: This episode of My Big Sister Said is brought to you by Think Deep Apparel. Think Deep Apparel is a lifestyle brand focused on celebrating authenticity while challenging the stereotypical status quo. It is a collection for the culture designed by people in the culture. You can shop the collection at www.thinkdeepapparel.com. Thank you so much to Think Deep Apparel. They're offering all of our listeners 10% off using the code BIGSIS. And I was...
1: You know, I had to drop that, you know, shameless plug. But I was talking to people about it and they were just like, you know, what what caused you to create this and all these things? And I was like, really, is my sister because she kept getting on me about, what are we going to do this t-shirt business? What are you going to do? And like years, you kept saying that. And eventually it just became this thing where I had to push forward. Um, I had to push forward, had to make it. And through the help of my friend Kayla pearson shout out to kayla we we really created something and now it's you know another stream of income it's awesome that i care about you know Mm -hmm. my my mom as ashley knows always says don't wear nothing you can't back up or she used to uh, say like we have a shirt what's that mean and everything that we create every shirt every uh jacket every pair of leggings you know it's something i can stand behind you know and that's i think that's just big and i think that feeds my spirit in in a sense you know
0: that's what's up so what has your sister what's the best lesson
1: sister has taught you <laughs> get out of here what's the you know what the best lesson you taught me honestly and it's not something you actually talk about it's loyalty like you are ridiculously loyal honestly it's it's almost annoying like if we are if me and you are somewhere and somebody like says a joke you will you will refuse to laugh it could be funny it could be true you just would like look at them like don't talk about my brother <laughs> It could be a joke. It could be not be that serious. And it, like sometimes I have to literally like not have you around certain people because they play too much. And I'm like, I like Ashley's not gonna play that. Like she don't play that. And I think it rubbed off on me. And I I feel like I have a similar brand of loyalty. Mine's not as cutthroat <laughs> as yours, but but similarly, like I take that very serious. Like, bro, we out here together, and you are gonna just laugh, or you gonna just you know not see this person disrespecting me? Like, I mean, of course I could take care of myself, but I, I always feel like I'm. My brand of loyalty is a lot stronger and a lot more serious than people, and it's because of you.
0: I think I am. I I love hard, um, which is something that's good and bad, because when I love, I love deep. Um, I often tell my brother one of the greatest gifts that he ever gave me was my niece, Ariana, and I don't want to cry. But I love Ariana so much, and I think it's because I see myself in her when when I'm around her, when we have conversation. We often say she's like the deepest seven-year-old that we know because she just, the way that she says things or the way that she tells me things um, is in such a, a childlike face and also such a childlike joy that I, I see myself in her. I see my brother. I see her mom. Um, and it's just such a beautiful, a beautiful thing. And so even when I think about being a big sister, I think about being an auntie. I think about my Ariana. I think about, you know, my friend's children that I'm Auntie Ashley to my God, the daughter. You know, I think about that, you know, my friends that are si- more like sisters and friends. So I think about all of those pieces. I think about being a daughter. I joke with my brother and I always say, you know, I'm their favorite daughter and he'll say, you're their only daughter. Um, but I do, I think about all of those pieces and how each of those pieces shows up in a different way, but a lot of that comes from loyalty and love.
1: Yeah. I think it's important. Self-awareness is the hardest thing that people can do, and I think that's very important. It's something that I started dealing with, I guess. As being a father, like 27, 28, I started, and I think that helped me, uh, just personal growth. It helped me. Also, moving around and being in other places and traveling. I know you're the world traveler uh, of the family, and I'm trying to catch up a little bit get my stamps up. What's what's one of the places that you've been though lately, or not even lately? What's one of the places do you think that, like has affected you the most as far as traveling? Um, so it's and where are you going next? Yeah,
0: where am I going next? So it's so funny with everything that's going on right now, and I don't even want to really get into it because I feel like we've just been talking about it all week
1: constantly. But this is gonna be uh, yep. you know, forever. So, so I would say talk, talk about what's going so on with
0: the. With the coronavirus, and I work in healthcare in my daytime job. Um, I, I work in the healthcare arena. You know, it is serious. We need to. We need to plan. Preparation is important. I think panic is unnecessary. But with a lot of the travel precautions that have been going on, you know, it affects so many different things from an economic standpoint, travel, all of that. And so it's so funny because um, this week, of course, is my birthday. Yay!
1: Oop, Pisces gang.
0: Um, I was thought that I was going to be in Columbia, not South Carolina, Columbia, the country. Um, but because of everything that that's going on and, and where I'm needed um, in my day job, I'm not there. And so um, I really after everything is over, some point I want to be in Colombia. Um, one of my favorite places was Italy. Uh, I went there a couple of years before.
1: can't go there <laughs> right. <But a> show <laughs>
0: right. Um, And for those of y'all
1: that that don't know, uh, Italy at this time has closed their borders and not letting anybody interrupt. Yes.
0: And it's such a beautiful country and the people were beautiful. And one of the things I took from that was just a slower pace because, as my brother knows, I'm super hyper, super get things done. I have no patience. And I remember our first night there, it was a group of 12 of us and we were at dinner and literally the host said to us, why can't you put your phones down? And I remember someone in our group saying, well, can we just hurry up and eat? Like, do you have Wi-Fi? What's going on? And they were like you are such an American like just slow down enjoy your food enjoy the view enjoy each other and it literally turned into like a four or five hour dinner and and all of us said we were from all over LA New York Atlanta Jersey I mean North Carolina everywhere and we said when was the last time we've ever done that and it was such a moment for me because I love having people over I love my friends but we're always just in a fast pace of what's the next thing and so that had a huge impact on me like it's okay to slow down you're not missing anything just slow down
1: that's dope that's dope Um, I felt like um, where's your Jamaica Jamaica did that for me Uh, I went to Jamaica by myself actually and um, didn't have a plan I didn't want to do the touristy thing. stayed in the Airbnb that was just like a room and a shower and I loved it I mean my host uh, cooked for us there some other uh, women there that were in the other another part of the Airbnb, and they were from Britain. And then we had the conversations, and then I ended up meeting some Jamaicans that had just came from Canada. They now live there, and they invited me to their home, and we had like all this food that was actually all farmed from their property. And um, just being African American, well, not, excuse me, not African Americans, uh, <laughs> Jamaican Jamaican Canadians uh, that decided to go. Come back to Jamaica and pour into their country, and then, like, how much pride they had in their country, how much pride they had in just being in themselves and teaching their children. I thought it was super uh, important and just uh, phenomenal, actually. And they were ooh, a couple years older than me. Uh, I think they're in their late 30s.
0: Two different styles of travel I like resorts, and, <laughs> and, and
1: brother. right. And how do you get a massage? Yeah, massage massages.
0: Here. And my brother is like, let's go out, let's be with the people, let's come back. And so um we are working on merging our travel uh styles so that we can go on a <laughs> brother sister trip. Our last uh trip probably we went to oh it was a cruise. We did a Disney cruise a couple of years ago. So we're trying to figure out where our next where is our trip gonna be, our brother sister trip.
1: I don't know. We can go anywhere though, as long as soon as there's a pandemic yeah. relaxes. We can go somewhere, probably. I, I think we should go yeah, to South America. I want,
0: yeah, I would love to do that. We should definitely do South America.
1: You ready okay. for the rainforest? I got my head go started. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's good. What's, uh? What do you think the best advice you ever gave me was or wow. gave anybody? No,
0: because I don't think of myself as deep. I just think of myself as.
1: What'd you tell me about Black women when I was <laughs> in middle school? <laughs>
0: I'll save that for another episode. I need to bring that back. I think I'm going to do an episode about that. We'll bring Andrew back so we can, we can. that would be a great episode. A panel.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, that would be a panel. It will be. But okay, so what do you think overall? I think
0: overall, some good advice that I've given, never say I'm just, I'm just a first year student. I'm just a first year worker. I just came from this particular place. And I think mm-hmm. that goes back to the story Andrew told o- 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 earlier that we're not just you are and being comfortable and being who you are and what you are, because you have so much inside of you. And even when Andrew was talking about the story about the t-shirt company, my brother, um, I always tell him he's like the ultimate mayor or governor. He literally can go anywhere. And he has this uncanny knack of, by the time we leave, he's going to have made two or three friends. Somebody's going to have invited him to dinner. They're going to give him a shirt, some shoes. And my brother has a way of really connecting with people. And I always tell him to use his powers for good, um, because I do think that people have so much to offer, and a lot of times we just look at ourselves as what we don't have. But when we really think about the small things that you think are small, are so big for other people. And so I think the best advice is that you're not just you are. Great to you. Uh,
1: thanks. And I felt it's funny you said that because I always tell people like pretty much the only person that can talk to me crazy uh-huh. is you. Don't <laughs> <laughs> loud. Talk to me any and, and and every time we get together, it's we do fall into those roles very easily. Like, go grab that for me and I'll just go do it. But like if somebody else said that, like don't get your whatever what are you talking to? Tell me to do nothing. And I realize that you're one of the few people that I don't it doesn't give me that weird feeling because it's like, No, nah, it's my big sister. That's just how we are. Like she knows what I'm gonna do, I know what she's gonna do and we yeah that's and how I think we operate. The thing
0: I will say too about my brother is I think that our roles at times have shifted. So um, a couple years ago, I went through some really hard times in my life and my brother really was a big brother for me. Like he really was a sense of kind of a calm and a sense of strength where I had been so used to being that that one of you got to take care of your brother. You got to take care of your family. And my brother really was a sense of calm and a sense of strength and a, just a sounding board for me. And so I am grateful, you know, grateful for that as well.
1: Yeah, I definitely saw the ship a couple of years ago when you actually started like asking my opinion on things or like, what is this? And I think that it, it made me feel good to know that like, okay, Ashley thinks you have a little bit of wisdom in something because you would have never asked if I didn't. You'd be like, oh, ain't nobody asking you nothing, boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate that. Worthy of that, those conversations, you're just like, mm, I'm not gonna ask you anything. What do you know? So I appreciate that. But... I think what you're doing here is dope. I think that you, if anybody's going to be the big sister <laughs> for the world, for the podcast game, it should be you. I think you gave some so gave some free jewelry away tonight, today.
0: Thank you. Love you, brother.
1: Love you. And uh, anything left you want to share with the world, share it. Don't be, be unafraid, Ashley. It's my advice to you. Be bold and do what you do.
0: A huge shout out and much love to my brother, Andrew Taylor, for being on the show with me today. I hope you guys got to see a glimpse of just what makes our relationship special. Thanks for listening to My Big Sister Said, a podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with a friend. We are our sister's keeper. Big sister, big sister.